trading at episode 255. So then it got to a point, there was one I just stuck down on with called Pitchfork, and I would just would not start with this strategy. The educators that taught me, I probably annoyed them. I was messaging them constantly, and I would not start. It's three points. You have the point of the fork, like the end of the fork. You have the top of one end and the top on the other. Now that would draw three lines, like you said, one middle line and two trend lines on the side. And then in between these lines, you could actually take trades once it bounced off the pitchfork and then back up to the next one. And then you trade up to either the next pitchfork, which you can maybe even make five, six percent on, or you just go for your three percent and stop, which a lot of the time I was just three percent stop, three percent stop, three percent stop. Once I got to the point when it started clicking and I was doing really well, my account started snowballing as in like it was going from 250 pounds. Once it got past the four grand mark, then it started really picking up because I was making a decent amount of money every day. When it got to like the five grand mark, I was making maybe 150 pounds in a day. And that was already more than I was making at my job. Once I got to the 100k mark, my mindset shifted and it was like the first trade I took put me under 100k and my mind automatically went, I need to get back to this. So you've transitioned from this pitchfork approach, which seems to be a really solid approach. I mean, why did you transition? Mm -hmm. Folks, welcome to the show. We've got Connor Saddle in the house. He's a tradie turned trader, flipped 250 pounds to 127,000 over a couple of years. You're going to hear his full story and the pitchfork strategy that he was trading as well. And he doesn't trade that anymore. He trades something called bankers. You're going to find out why he switched and what bankers is all about in the show as well. That's coming up in a second. Now, before we dive in, I do want to remind you, we've still got those merch packs to give away from Black Bull Markets. 10 of them, in fact, if you sign up to Black Bull before the end of this year. And plus, you're going to get that 100% deposit bonus up to a thousand bucks as well. So go and check out the link under the video for that. And whilst you're there, check out the Mystery Trader on the Telegram channel. If you haven't signed up to that yet, go and check it out for your swing trades, your day trades, all over there on Trading Nut. All right, folks, uh, enough from me. Let's dive into the show. Our sponsor, Blue Guardian, is the only prop firm that gives their traders a tool to protect them from hitting their max daily loss and over trading. It's super simple to use. Just set the Guardian protector each day from your dashboard. Did you also know that they've just released an unlimited time evaluation with a zero trading days requirement, giving you plenty of time to hit their low 8 and 4% targets, making it super fast to get funded. Plus, it's cheaper than the 40-day time limit evaluation. Check out the link and coupon in the description to get 10% off your next Blue Guardian evaluation. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Art. We've got a bit of a different kind of uh, trader story here today. We've got Connor Sadler in the house, and and he's part of TFT. And these guys are actually focused on creating traders who are, get this, tradies. So uh, traders who are tradies, i.e. they've got a profession, they're a carpenter, they're a plumber, they're someone like that. Welcome to the show, Connor. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Right now, we're going to dive into your story and how you got started in trading to start off with. And I know you've done mm -hmm. some sort of crazy things along the journey. So let's yeah. uh, hear how you got into it. So yeah, it wasn't. I didn't grow up and think, do you know what? I'm going to be a tradesman. Oh, sorry, tradesman. I'm going to be a trader. That's <laughs> not what I wanted to uh, wanted to do. I was kind of growing up thinking I'm just going to be a tradesman. So I'll be doing plumbing, something like that, engineering. My well, a lot of my family are engineers, so I thought I was going to be going to something like that, which I did. Um, and I ended up actually through someone at work, someone I was working with, who was my mentor when I was learning. I was doing an apprenticeship from 17 on engineering. So through the apprenticeship. And one of my mentors in there, his son was a trader and he was a full-time trader. And I started looking into trading and I said to him, his name was Cliff. I was like, Cliff, I oh, look at this trading stuff. And this was, I was 19 then. So this was six years ago. And um, he was like, oh, my son's a trader. And because I, I got along with Cliff very well, he got me in, he, in contact with his son. And I got in contact with him. We was going back and forth and talking and stuff. And um, he was actually charging to teach people. But because I know his dad, he taught me for free, which was Oh, that's quite a nice result yeah. for me yeah, really yeah, age, yeah, 19 yeah so it wasn't really anything i was i didn't grow up thinking i'm going to be a forex trader i'm going to be any sort of stock trader or anything like that i was just so fortunate to be in that place where i was just working a normal job just from a working class background and i've run into the right people and so so this um guy who was going to teach you how how was he was he like sort of an experienced trader did he have many years under his belt yeah he'd been trading he said on and off for the first few years, about four years. And then after that was just six years straight run. So I was like, oh, okay, he was, he's about 31 when I met him. Right. Okay. Uh, I was 19. Okay. And what did you learn in that, in that, um, and I suppose because you, because you weren't going to go out there and, and jump on another course, because you're obviously at 19 years old, you probably couldn't afford yep. it. Uh, I mean, what, what did this guy teach you that was sort of like, got you over that hurdle of um, 
I suppose into into making some money because I know you did did make some quite significant capital mm-hmm. gains in in terms of the first few years of trading. Yeah, so he um he got me through the first. I had a big trust barrier with trading. I was very skeptical of it when I told like my family about it. They're like, "Oh, I'd stay away from it." They didn't really know either. So I was skeptical myself. He got me first of all through the sort of trust barrier with it, and he was showing me he was actually living off trading. So I was like, "Oh, okay, like this is doable." Mm-hmm. And then he got me through the basics and stuff. And I'll be honest, during school and stuff, I wasn't not like I wasn't the smartest, but I just didn't really try too much because I wasn't interested. So this just really confused me. So I was like, oh my God, it was very daunting to me when I first started. And um, he got me through that hurdle of the complete basics, all down to lot size spreads and stuff like that. He got me through all that sort of stuff. And then we started getting into chart analysis and things like that. So I didn't actually learn how to trade fully off of him. So he got me to a certain point where I was good enough to know what was going on in the market and how to get around. But he ended up moving back to... They're from Zimbabwe, his family, because his brother was quite ill and he was back in Zimbabwe. He moved and I lost contact I lost contact with him completely. So it right. left me a bit in a zone where I was a bit like, I know what trading is, I know what it's about, but I don't know how to do it. So he didn't give you any like sort of here's a strategy to use in the market? We didn't get to that point. Oh, you're kidding. All oh, right. No, so yeah, we didn't free education that, that didn't really give you any more than probably yeah, baby books would. A, oh, it was a pain, yeah. So so how did you go from there then? So yeah, from there, it was, I tried a lot of stuff on YouTube through, again, demo accounts. I was just doing demo. This He taught me this from the start was just smash demo until you smash that and you've got that so crisp, then go on to a small live, which I'm really thankful for because there's the, if I was just to jump onto a massive live account and back then I didn't even know what prop firms was. I didn't know there was prop firms or funded accounts around about. So I was just started on small, small live accounts. And I'm so glad he got me into that transition of just a small account, a demo account, sorry, then going into a live but um, yeah, so from there, I was trying different things on YouTube. Nothing was working. I actually joined a few signal groups. I lost all my money on them as well because they didn't really teach you. Like, they gave you a little signal, but that was it. Mm. They didn't really, they just left you to your own minds. And again, I wasn't really none of the wise of any good trading or anything like that. I didn't know about real chart analysis or supply and demand or anything like that. So yeah, I lost a little bit of money on signal groups on YouTube, trying to do it myself. And I was really going back and forth with trading. I was in and out and stuff like that. And I was like, mm, I don't know if to do it or not. I don't know if to keep going with it. I've, I was on an apprenticeship wage. So it was a bit like, I don't want to be forking out month, like monthly fees every, like, do you know what I mean? Every month to pay for a course, which could possibly be better for me. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. I can't really afford it as well. But, um, so how did you, how did you go forward from there? So you, you, um, you know, you, you tried the signals, you, YouTube, uh, well, mm-hmm. you obviously at some point broke through a barrier and I'm guessing you, you yeah. had a time constraint issue here as well, where, you know, I, I know that, that the tradie that I know, he, he, uh, you know, has to sort of like balance off when he's going to be at the charts versus when he's going to be working. Mm-hmm. It's always a sort of trade off, uh, between do I, you know, take up another shift or do I go and spend some time at the charts? How did you balance all that and where did you get to the sort of breakthrough moment of like, I think I've got a strategy that works here? Yeah. So for me, my old job when I was doing, I was still an apprenticeship from 19 to 22. So I was waking up at 6, uh, sorry, 5 a.m. every day to go to work at 6 and then I would finish work at 2 or 3. So it was finishing quite early still. So when I got home, I'd be able to do the education and focus on mindset and stuff like that so i would spend probably an hour or two a day and i would even like bring my laptop with me into lunch and at lunch i'd still be doing education there as well so i'm just constantly trying to get on it as much as i can and unfortunate being young i don't have any kids or that much of responsibilities and stuff like that when i was younger um so i could just focus all eyes on trading really and then when it got to a point where i was like i'm just gonna give it a go i'm gonna keep going and going and going and trying Stop doing signal groups completely. I just thought, do you know what? I want to learn to do this myself because I can't rely on these. It's not going to make me like any, just like, I'm not going to leave my job from this, from these signal groups. I could tell that already. Um, well, that's when I met Sean and um, the sort of founding guys in TFT, sort of the people at the beginning before TFT was a thing. We all kind of met with each other and we all started bouncing off each other there. And we was all trying different strategies. We was all learning different things. And we was actually in another group kind of similar to how we are in TFT, but 
not really anything to do with tradesmen. It was another group that were kind of just on Facebook that we found. Uh, Sean joined them first, and I followed step with with Sean. So I, I knew Sean in, in person before any of the trading stuff. But he had an interest in trading, and I was already had a little bit of knowledge I knew from uh, Cliff's son from trading. So we both joined this group, and they were showing a multiple different strategies, really. And we was kind of bouncing around which ones to do. I wasn't too sure which ones like to stick with. So I was a bit like, again, I'm feeling good because I'm now in a position where I've got a bit of guidance and I'm watching full-time traders trade in front of me. And they were doing live streams, like just trading in front of me. And I was watching them trade, which was brilliant for me. I was like, okay, this, these guys are doing it and they're working, they're trading full-time. I can do it too. So then it got to a point, there was one I just stuck down on, which was called Pitchforks. And I would just, would not stop with this strategy. And I probably... The educators that taught me, I probably annoyed them. I was messaging them constantly and I would not stop. It sounds selfish, but I just wanted this work. I was messaging them up. Is this right? Is this right? Sending them charts. Is this right? I've probably got all the DMs, probably got all the messages still. Is this right? Can you check this? They're probably getting well annoyed at me, but it helped me because I was constantly asking questions and they were nice enough. Do you know what I mean? They were just answering as well. And they were getting me. There was a point where I was like winning some, losing some, winning some, losing some. And then I was like, to a point where I was like, okay, this is the one strategy I want to do. I'm going to stick with this one. I'm not going to bounce to it anymore. Like this one suits me. Started trading and I started getting better and better and better. And it's, over time, my win percentage started going up. And I was like, okay, I'm making a little bit of money now. And it was only small amounts. So I just moved over to a live account, which I started with 250 pounds. Because it was literally, I was I was an apprentice still. That's all I really had to put into an account was that. And plus, I didn't know what prop firms was. So I just started with this. So I was trading away, chipping away on that account, just a little bits here and there, six pound wins, seven pound wins. And do you know what? It's funny to look back on and I really like looking back on it because I'm like, if I'd lose a trade back then, because I was still like a novice trader, really, I'd get so annoyed at myself, but it would be like four pound. But I'd be annoyed more that I'd lost the trade rather than the money. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <clears throat> but um, so yeah, I was kind of chipping away then. And then there was just... There was a moment where it just clicked and I was just starting to win and the ball was rolling and I was my percentages were hitting every day on my targets. Some days, not every single day, obviously, but some days I was making a loss, but the majority of the time I was just hitting the percentage that I wanted. I was going for 3% in the day, which seems like quite a lot now. I don't I don't go for that now, but I was trying to go for 3% a day, then I'd stop. Then I'd go 3% the next day, then I'd stop, and I wouldn't go any further than that. I'd and and with those 3% days, I mean, what would be like a, a typical amount of trades and a and a win you know win loss percentage so it'd be like in between two and three trades a day so it was really small time frame it was like one to three minute time frame but what you'd actually do you'd mark out the whole pitchfork on a higher time frame so it'd be like the four hour or the daily and then you'd go down to the lower time frame and get right like nitty and gritty with the pitch and it would be trading off these pitchfork legs as right. such right if it, and, yeah um, so if anyone doesn't know what a pitch pitchfork uh, indicator is it or object tool i suppose it draws yeah. it draws like a something that looks kind of like a pitchfork right you've got three yeah, it's almost like a fork just yeah you've got three but you got th- and you got three things you got like a trend line in the middle and then two on either side yeah that's it. i think you're the first person that's been on the show that's actually used that tool as part of their yeah, trading yeah. trading strategy yeah. um so, so yeah okay what, so you, you trade two or three on. trades in a day and then how long was your session and and uh out of the three that you'd take i suppose how'd you get your three percent out of three trades so i'd always have a one percent stop loss and that even to today i do 0.5 or one percent more more towards 0.5 now but i would do one percent stop loss that would not change at all if i'd lost one trade i wouldn't then up it to two percent because that's just chasing trades and that's a very slippery slope i was just constantly going for one one percent stop loss for a three percent gain that would be per per trade. And obviously some I'd lose, so I'd go for it again. And there would be some days I'd go 2% or some days. If I'd got a day where it was like 2% win, I'd just stop. I wouldn't try and chase that further 1% to hit my target. Because I know if you you get kind of complacent in a way, if you're going to start searching and trying to chase this extra 1% when you've already made that too. I was kind of stingy in a way with my trading that I was like, okay, I've made 2%. I'll just go the next day. I'm not going to force them risk losing this money that I've worked for. I'm going to go for it the next day now. 
Folks, Black Bull Markets have 10 merch packs to give away to clients who sign up before the end of the year, including one of these trader keys. So to go in the draw, all you need to do is sign up with the link below this video or in the podcast description, and you'll go in the draw to win. It's that simple. And remember, folks, when you sign up to Black Bull Markets through the trading nut link below, you're going to get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. All you need to do is click the link in the description below the video or the podcast. And so, so the, I mean, if you're going to explain to someone how the pitchfork strategy you're using worked after all the messages you'd sent these guys and found out uh, different bits and bobs, what, how would you sort of at a high level sort of explain it? So, yeah, what it is, it, it kind of marks out for you where there was a scanner that I used to use and it would mark out where you would pretty much put the pitchforks on and then you would apply the pitchfork. So there's three points. You have the, the point of the, of the fork, like the end of the fork. You have the top of one end and the top on the other. Now that would draw three lines, like you said, one middle line and two trend lines on the side. And then in between these lines, you could actually take trades once it bounced off the pitchfork and then back up to the next one. So you'd maybe trade a 1%, uh, sorry, a trade risk 1% and it will literally be like maybe 10, 13 pips. Not, it's not a big stop loss at all. And then you trade up to the, either the next pitchfork, which you can maybe even make 5 6% on, or you just go for your 3% and stop which a lot of the time I was just 3% stop, 3% stop, 3% stop. And, and so the, the um, uh, I'm just trying to think, so what markets were you doing this on? A lot of the majors, mostly majors. So all the US pairs, really. I did a lot on uh, the Euro pairs, so EuroCAD, EuroNZD, EuroAUD. I have found a lot of success on that. And the GBP pairs, really, GBP, NZD, GBP, Ord, GBP, CAD. Okay. And so so when you when you set it up, like set up your sort of, I suppose, um uh your approach to you know you got your chart in front of you how did you and you're doing the higher time frame pitchforks how did you work out which market to trade what was the easiest way for you to do that so because you're yeah, diving so, down to one minute so i suppose it needs to hit a four hour level pitchfork level and then you dive down to one minute i'm just guessing. yeah so it i would yeah so i draw my pitchfork on it was it's kind of um close to what you said so i draw my um pitchfork and then what I'd do, there would be like a, before you could even trade that pitchfork before it's set, you'd have to wait till it's moved 25 pips off that that first point. Oh, so once it's then moved 25 pips, that gives you the confirmations, like, okay, then I can start looking at trades. So what I would do, I'd set an alarm at every single pitchfork leg and every single quarter theory. So every oh. time it got to one, I'd be alerted and my phone would go off. And I used to get in trouble at work constantly because my phone would be dinging off because it's the one minute time frame and I'd have as many pitchforks as I possibly can because I'm just trying to look for as many trades as I possibly can. My phone would be going off and I'd run to the toilet. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to get in on the one minute time frame on my phone and it was an absolute nightmare. That's why I actually bought a laptop and thought, you know, I need to do this in my lunchtime as well. All right, okay. <laughs> so, so you weren't just trading at a certain time. You were like literally trading across London session in all of New York in the workday whilst you were doing this engineering kind of job what what yeah. was the what was the apprentice job that you were doing? Uh, mechanical engineering on trains ah, okay right so so you're in the sort of train train yard kind of thing and yeah. diving off to, to jump on your laptop at lunchtime and into yeah, the toilets yeah. and they're probably thinking this guy's rubbish let's get rid mm-hmm. of him yeah <laughs> honestly they probably did <laughs> yeah they um probably okay did. cool so so that that pitchfork strategy you did quite well with it from mm-hmm. what i what i hear when we had that how did that sort of journey go so yeah, it was once I got to the point when it started clicking and I was doing really well, my account started snowballing as in like it was going from 250 pound and then it's like once it got past the four grand mark, then it started really picking up because I was making a decent amount of money like, every day. When it got to like the five grand mark, I was making maybe 150 pound in a day. And that was already more than I was making at my, my job. So my old job, I made about 80, 90 pound a month. Right. So it's about 100, 120 quid a day sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I started making more money doing this and I was like, hold on, this is starting to be mental. And then I had to kind of be like, to have the right guidance and have people like Sean and, and, and the guys that started TFT around me. And they were like, just keep your mindset in check because it was so easy to run away with that fact that I'm now making more money on trading than I am like my actual work. So I had to keep myself in check with the right mindset and stay like, right, okay, you've got to this point using this method and keeping this mindset. Don't change it now because you could quite easily veer off track and just lose a load of money if you if you tried. And was there a point um, like that where you got, got to a point? Because, I mean, 
when you start risking three percent on like let's say let's say it's a 50 grand account so that's that would have been like a quite significant amount of money for you at the time i mean how did that feel yeah yeah so I'd say once, because the people I was working with, they were all kind of contractors. So they're on a little bit more money than I was and they'd work 12 hour days and they'd be on like 20 quid, like 20 quid um, an hour. So they'd be making maybe like 240 pound in a day. And once my account got to about 10 grand and I was making 3% a day on that, which is like 300 pound a day and I was making more than them, like I was like, okay like these guys are working 12 hours a day um i was just doing the basic eight or maybe sometimes nine or ten and i'm making more than them in trades and then everyone started kind of following what i was doing they were people were messaging me for my work i had my bosses and that started to jump on and i was trying to show them through through um um through facebook and stuff like that and it's kind of how tft started forming same with sean as well people were asking him because he was doing well running like parallel with me we're both doing well and people were asking us, family, friends, people from our work. So loads of tradies were asking us what's going on. How's this trading work and all this sort of thing. So we started teaching them. But yeah, once after 10 grand and I was making maybe two, 300 pound a day, that was when I was like, you know what? I can, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Now I just want to do this. I don't want to, I don't want to be working until I'm 60 odd because the job I was doing, it was quite demanding on your body. And the people that I'd be working with, like, really nice guys but they'd be their bodies would be battered and you can right. tell when they've got arthritis and stuff and i was like oh, I, can't, I can't be doing this till i'm 60 man so once i got to that point where i was making a lot of money through trading i was like oh this is so good i was so i was so happy with myself and, and what about like your first withdrawal did you get when did you take the first withdrawal <laughs> so i actually left all my money in there as much as i could like I did not touch or take any of the money out of it at all while I was working because I could live very happily off the 1800 pound a month like as a 19 well not 19 then when I started making a bit of money it was about 21 mm. 20 21 and um so from there I was really like just keep this money in just reinvest all of it because someone quite early on when I started making money they were like here look at this compounding calculator and it was like how much could you make from 250 pound if you just make three percent a day and how quickly it grows is very surprising obviously there'll be some days you lose some days will be a little bit less than three percent but still nevertheless seeing that compounding calculator i was like oh this is crazy like you can make a lot of money from this mm -hmm. if you just stick very strict into the rules so yeah i was like oh, do you know what the more i leave in there the more i can make so i'm not gonna i'm happy living off the 1800 pound a month for my work i'll let this go i'll let this run as much as i can so once it sounds weird, but I was obviously with COVID, people start getting put on furloughs. You know what furlough is? Oh, it's... So it's like you get you get sent home from work, but you still get paid by your uh, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I worked through the first lockdown, and then the second kind of big lockdown, I got put on furlough for nine months. And this oh. was already I was already making more money from trading, so I was like, okay, this is a good opportunity now for me to be at home and trade full time at home and see how it works. I run alongside work, so I had the safety of my work pay, which is quite fortunate. It sounds sounds a bit weird, but I was fortunate from the furlough that I was getting paid from my work, and then I could focus on being a full time trader at home and see what the transition's like. And the transition for me was fine; it didn't really affect me too much. I was just doing what I was doing normally, but I was just at home all day. And I just needed to make sure that I would stick to, like I look at, I only look at the chart and even now, once my alarm goes off, I'll look at the chart then. If not, I'm just doing what I want. Because mm. uh, you can get so caught up in looking at the charts all day, every day. Yeah. But I, when my alarm goes off, then I'll go look. So I was doing that. Nine months I was doing that, which was pretty crazy. So once I went back to work after then, I had my notice in. I was like, look, I'm doing trading full time now. My boss actually came up to me, which is quite a funny story. He'd constantly come past me and he'd talk, I'm a millionaire, yeah, millionaire, yeah, all for Wall Street and all this sort of thing. And he'd constantly digging at me and we didn't yeah. get along at all, really. And um, once I had him a notice in, he was like, oh, where are you going then? I was like, I'm just trading. He was like, what are you just doing that? I was like, this is what I've been working on. So I bring my laptop in every single lunch. I've been working on this constantly every single day. And he was like, oh, fair play. And he was, I was like, it was a nice bit of a, yeah, have that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um uh that, that okay so so you got i know uh you got to over 100 100k in terms yep. of like growth so i mean how did how did that all sort of finish up and why did you stop 
stop stop where sorry oh well, sorry when you got to like a i think it was 127k or something like that uh why did why did you decide to stop at that point and well what happened and did, did, there, was, yeah, did so anything happen no no nothing really happened i've not stopped as such there was a bit of a time and i'm completely transparent with my trading like even to all the guys in tfc there's, there's hundreds of people in there and i'll tell them when i'm having a bad streak or something's not right once i got to the 100k mark my mindset shifted and it was like the first trade i took put me under 100k and it wasn't obviously it wasn't that much but it put me under 100k and my mind automatically went i need to get back to this and then I started chasing right. trades. I lost more, chased chase trades again, lost more. And I had to go back. I had to stop trading. I had to come away from trading for like maybe a week or two. Because I'm like, I need to just, just calm down, relax. It's fine. Just do what you've been doing. And then just carry on. Which I needed to do because my mindset just went. It's funny. Trading, I'd probably say, is 70% mindset. And even at a point like that, once I've been, I've grown my account to this massive scale, I was like, I'm like, I'm teaching people in the team now about mindset and now reaching this level, I've got to teach myself now about mindset. I need people to tell me, relax. It's only like, it's not, it doesn't matter if you get underneath 100K you can get it back again. Do you know what I mean? But it wasn't that much. I was losing just 1%, but because I lost, I was a little bit under, I was like, I need to get it back. I need to get it back. I've achieved this thing. I need to get it back. And it really messed up my head. And so, so where, so what did, so how did you, how did, I suppose what, what happened? How did you sort of come out of that, that, ish, that, that predicament? So yeah, so I come away from trading for a little bit, not not I say a little bit. It was a couple of weeks. I was like, you know what, take a sit back. Like I live off this money now. So that so yeah, kind of going back to what you're saying before. When I left my job, I now just live off this money as well. So this is like I live off this, and I was withdrawing money from it. And I was thinking, I'd have to kind of like in my head go back and say like, do you want to lose all this money, being silly and just chasing that? That number is just a figure. Am I going to chase this and be stupid and lose all this money? Or am I going to calm down, be a professional about it, relax? I've got to this point where I'm living off trading money now, which is such a big achievement. Like, I had to just have a really, like, kind of reality check myself and tell myself, just calm down, relax, get to the 100K bit. It's fine. Don't worry about that. You're still living off it. Do you know what I mean? Start to really set my mind and go back as if I was, like, trading with £500 again. Because it's just a number. I, t- I teach people now and I say to people, I don't even look at the numbers. And I, I didn't really when it was growing up, when it was all going up and it was building, I was only looking at percentage growth. So I'd look at 3%, 3%, 3%. Obviously now it's a little bit different because my trading style has changed a little bit. But I always tell people, just look at the percentage, take yourself away from the money side of it. And it, it's so much easier on your mind. Mm. But once it got to that figure, I was like, oh, this is messing my head because I'm looking at the numbers again. And I was looking at the numbers again. I should have just been looking at the percentage. It's funny, eh? It's funny. I mean, I suppose if you think about it, if you only do, if you're doing it every day, five days a week, and you're just looking at three percent, it doesn't probably seem that big. And there's nothing to really any. I mean, it took you three years, didn't it? So it wasn't like a real sort of yeah. rapid uh, account flip kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. It was kind of steady, steady growth. I suppose it's it's um yeah that that something something at some point you just, they found a little kink in your into your psychology yeah, yeah. To, to, and when i say they it's like the the sort of i suppose the monetary gods or whatever um yeah, yeah. and it just screwed you over now so so you've transitioned from this pitch pitchfork approach which seemed to you know be really solid approach i mean why did you transition yeah so i transitioned maybe a year and a half ago I transitioned over to more of like a, it's like a mix between smart money. And some people say I traded exactly like supply and demand. I don't, I don't, I've not gone for a supply and demand approach, approach but that's apparently how I trade. And the main reason was, is because pitchforks, because it was all in the one minute time frame, three minute time frame. I was constantly at the computer or constantly on my phone. And that's not why I started trading. I really started trading just to have more freedom, to be honest. And because I'd have alarms going off, I'd probably, only even though I'd get in one or two, maybe three trades a day, I'd have like 15 alarms going off all day and I'd be mm-hmm. constantly looking, waiting. Cause I was like, a lot of it was it'd get to a pitchfork and then you'd wait for it to kind of start to turn and then you'd enter. So I'd be sat there waiting for it to turn, ticking by on the one minute. And it was really like, it was just, it was just time consuming and I didn't want to do that. That's not why I started trading. But there was a, um, another strategy that I was interested in, which is obviously smart money, yeah, supply and demand, bankers and stuff like that. And it really, it interested me how to see, to see how sorry the banks and stuff like that kind of are a player in the market and 
started learning about imbalances and sweeps and that sort of thing. And I was like, okay, this actually started interesting me. So I was like, I'm going to see what it's like. I still had the pitchfork skills there. So I was still trading pitchforks, but I then went on demo again, back to demo on this new trading style to see how I would get along. And it, it kind of, although I have all this knowledge of trading on pitchforks, the transition over to this new style was called bankers. We call it bankers in our group or smart money. The transition over from taking two or three trades a day to one or two a week, I found that a little bit hard. So that's why I, from the start, from uh, Cliff son, his name's uh, Assad, he um, he told me just hit the demo and just keep going demo and demo and demo and demo until you're good enough. So I had that same mindset and I adopted this to this new style. So I went over from pitchforks to bankers on demo, stayed on that till I was getting good enough for that. And then I switched completely over to live onto bankers then. Right. Okay. Okay. So you, so you made all right. So it was very, and I, I kind of know where, where you're coming from in terms of, I mean, I, I, for a while, they trade an hour strategy, right? And so every hour there was opportunity and you kind mm-hmm. of, it just, and I I've had alerts going off and it was just too interruptive yeah. in the day. And it was, yeah, yeah. you know, cause they could come at any time and it was by the time the end of the day was, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely shattered because I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I've got trades running, I've got trades setups happening i'm checking yeah, yeah. is every hour i'm doing something whereas i'm like well i don't want to do something every hour and now i managed yeah. to sort of distill it down to some a better something that fits better with my lifestyle and you know is a kind of it's actually kind of a different strategy it was kind of the same strategy but different so it, it mm-hmm. does make sense now um if you were to sort of break down some stats what would you break them down on the, the current approach or the or the old approach so I'd say definitely for a better type of living would definitely be this approach. Um, I haven't traded pitchforks in in a long time now, so I wouldn't know going back. I'd still be able to do it. I know how to do it now still, but I wouldn't know if it's still because the market adapts. I wouldn't know if it was the market changes and you have to kind of adapt a little bit. So I was, I wouldn't be too sure if I had to go back, if it would still be as successful as it was. But with this, this trade and style I have now, I stick with this sometimes i have to adapt just a little bit sometimes i went on higher time frame sometimes lower depending on what's going on um yeah i'd say this new style is because i i've i use the analogy a lot i use it a lot with the, with the guys in tft as well i use an analogy of fishing with trading and what i do really is i set my alarms out and just like fishing you throw your bait and you set your alarm and i literally just wait for the price to come to me and i will not look at the charts until the end of the day which i might put some more alarms on until this alarm goes off and then it's like fishing you don't really pick the rod up or strike until your alarm goes off or there's a fish at the end of the line so i just sit and wait and i don't really sit and wait and look at the computer i'll go and do what i want to do for the day so that suits my lifestyle so much more because i like to go do fitness and stuff like that and everything else plus i have time now to kind of help other people that have like family and friends and stuff that have have come over to do some trading as well because you... so yeah this new style are you like so i mean before you're doing three percent a day two percent loss you're out what are you doing now around the sort of risk management side of things so yeah i still i'm doing 0.5 or one percent now that will differ between if i'm at the charts and i can monitor the trade and i can watch and my alarms i can beat at the computer if my alarm goes off i don't trade on my phone at all because i was i was doing it when i was like transitioning over to bankers and i found trying to trade with bankers like you have to look at the bigger picture and on the phone i feel like i can't do that properly mm. so i kind of ban myself from trading on my phone and i'll do all my chart analysis on the computer so yeah i was just looking at the higher time frame and my alarms and stuff going off and i'd be looking at maybe one or two trades a week i'd do one or two and it's different because obviously i was making three percent and again, that's another mindset thing that to kind of get over three percent a day or two percent, one percent a day. Going to now, which I'll probably make about eight percent in a month, four to eight percent in a month. It change so, over from yeah. It's it's interesting. I mean, because I'm just trying to think. So, so from a like a trade point of view, if you're yeah. looking at a risk to reward, uh, which is kind of what I base things on, what was your risk to reward on a, on like one of those trades that you take during the week if it, if it went on to win? Yeah, one to four would be good one to i normally just go for like one to freeze or a one to two i'll take a little bit of partials and i let the rest run 
I would that's the kind of what the market's looking like. If there's like a imbalance or a fair value gap or imbalance in between the range that I'm actually looking at. So I'll have a final target. But if there's stuff in between, then I'll take profits at every single bit that I feel like the market could possibly reverse off. So oh. I'd be looking at ultimately I'd be looking at like a one to four or one to five. But if it gets to a one to two and it's at a point where I'm like it could reverse here, I'll take partials and I'll always move my stop loss to break even after 30 odd pips. Always do that. But yeah, I'm always risking 1% or risking 0.5%. Okay, so they kind of higher high trades, but, um, and, and so I'm trying, I'm just trying to work it out. So you're taking one or two trades a week, and mm-hmm. if you get, and your, your target's sort of 1% across the, across the, the, the whole week or across the trading day or the days that you take the trade, you'll target like 1%. So, that's... oh no, sorry, I, I risk 1%. Oh, you risk 1%. Ah, okay, I risk right. 1% or risk 0.5 and I'll go for like ah, 3 or sorry. 4%. Ah, okay, yeah, right, right, right. Okay, sorry, I, I got you. I misunderstood. Um, okay, so what is what are the stats like around like around that strategy you've got there? I mean, winning percentages, uh, we've got the risk to reward ratio. Uh, we've got the number of trades. Yeah, so really, what's the winning? How, how many trades are you going to win in like a month? Yeah, so I'll do, like I said, one or two a week. There's some weeks I don't actually do any. Oh, if there's nothing there and I'm like, okay, I don't like the look of it. I'm not going to trace chase a trade. I just won't get in. So I'll probably take in a total for a month, maybe about seven trades and I'll win maybe five, sometimes four, but because the risk to reward and the ratio is there, mm. I'm always, you can, you can more or less lose more than you, you can more or less lose more than you win and still be up. Yeah. As long as you stay strict with your risk to reward ratio, which is obviously basics to us, but I've always kept that foundation about me and I'm I'm not going to ever change that because it's so installed into me now. It's almost mechanical where I'm like, okay, if I take a loss this week and I don't take a trade next week, I know my trading style and my, my strategy works. I'm just going to wait. I'm not going to chase a trade. If I make a loss last week and I don't take any trades this week, so I don't like anything, I'll be like, okay, whatever. I know there's trades to come. I just got to be patient with it. Yeah, it seems... So, yeah, see- Sorry, mate, go on you. Go on. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I'd, I'd maybe win... Five, six, seven trades in a month. Yeah. So, so uh, thinking about like your mindset and that journey to get to the point where you are now, mm-hmm. I mean, can you think of anything in there that sort of, I suppose, enabled you to get get over, or I suppose, get gain that probability mindset where, whereby you knew that you know if I placed the order and got out here, got out there, at a loss for a profit, I was happy to you know not do stupid things like the typical mindset things that people do yeah, whereby yeah, they lose confidence in the strategy and they, you know, they, yeah. they start hopping or changing it. How did you get across those? So, yeah, it's a good question. Well, it's such a hard point when you're transitioning from demo to live, or even now I see some of the guys that are in TFT, if they transition from, one of our demo accounts to a funded challenge because a lot of them guys go down the funded challenge route. Um, the mindset shift is so, it's you see it in them and they're like, they're so confident on demo and they're doing good and they're like, yes, it's going well. Then they put a trade on live and they're like, oh, it's going towards their stop loss. They might be in a little bit of drawdown and they exit it and then it goes the way they're supposed to go or they don't end it trades because their confidence is not behind them. Um, I'd say a small tip for that, by the way, if you're, let's say you're risking 1% per trade and you're, transitioning now over from a demo to a funded account or demo to a, a small live account just drop your percentage maybe you go to 0.5 and the way i look at it because obviously with your funded accounts you have your 10 percent drawdown loss or whatever if you have your 10 percent drawdown and you've got one percent risk per trade you get 10 goes before you block 10 trades in a row before you blow that account if you drop it to 0.5 you've now got 20 tries if that makes sense you get more tries for what you're doing although the potential for percentage growth is a little bit slower the confidence boost that it will give you because you've got more tries and you can just start slow on the small amount. So then once you're starting feeling better about trading live, you can up it to 1%. I wouldn't go any further than that at all. Mm. But yeah, I'd say 0.5 to 1% is perfect perfect for people. But yeah, me personally, it was a lot of trial and error. It was because I spent so much time on demo, I was like really like, it almost got mechanical to a point where I was like, if I lost it's okay. It's mechanics. It's fine. I was kind of not ignoring the fact that it could be my fault, but I was like, you know what? It's a loss. It is what it is. 
I'll go on to the next one. I'd always evaluate if I lose, even now, if I lose, I'll go back to the chart and I'll look and I'll see, should I have entered this? Is there a reason why? But sometimes now even I'll lose and I'll be like, do you know what? I shouldn't have entered that. I don't know why I entered that at the time. And I'll know for next time, okay, don't look at, don't enter that sort of trade because of what happened. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, was, I listen to mindset stuff like, every single day probably an hour and it doesn't have to be trading it could literally be like on pep talk it could be youtube videos it could literally be everything and i listen to it constantly like in my headphones or driving to i drive to training i listen to a mindset thing for like an hour hour there hour back i'm always listening to mindset stuff and it does keep me on the track of like if i lose i'm like there's a bigger picture this it's a marathon not a sprint so i don't i'll get there i don't need to i don't need to rush this and i've known i've got to where i am now over I've been trading now maybe like six years, but successfully for like three or four. I've got to the point where I am by sticking and being patient. And if I lose, don't worry about it. Go on to the next one. It's just a powerful percent or 1%. There's more percentages coming. There's more trades coming. Knowing that I've got to a point where I've left my job now and I just trade full time. I'm like, just stick to what you're doing. You're good. Don't panic. And it... For the newer guys, it's kind of hard for them to do so. And I know it is because I've been there. You lose a trade. You're like, I've got to get this back. I'm not, it's not gone to my plan. I have to trade this. They up their percentage, up their loss. They start chasing trades. They start going, oh, no, I'll give this a go. And they just, it's, it's a complete mess when that happens. Mm. But just slow it down a bit. Listen to a lot of mindset stuff. That definitely helps me. And well, I, th- I, think I think the other it- thing that's probably helped you is that the fact that you've had so much chart time in that first three years of trading, like you, you, mm-hmm. Well, sorry, trading that that live account, it just gave you, you know, every day you're in there and you're placing what two or three trades a day. So yeah. two to three tra- trades times five days a week. Let's call it fifteen mm-hmm. trades a week. Yeah. Uh, so you got fifteen trades a week. A month you're taking like maybe what fifteen times four is sixty trades. Is that right? Sixty four. Mm-hmm. What are you? Sixty trades. Say so sixty trades a month. That's yep. an awful lot of trades, right? An yeah, awful yeah. lot. And so you think about that, looking at a chart every single day, there will be a whole lot of chart time in there that people just probably will never do. And especially, mm-hmm. you know, getting 60 trades a month is is crazy kind of numbers. Yeah. Um, and I and hence why you hence why you transition, right? Because it's yeah, it is yeah. crazy. But fair, will... you're actually the first person who's ever said that to me. When when you look at it like that, as in I've had so many trade entries and wins and stop losses and break evens. Yeah, it's it ties down to experience. A lot of it's just being in there, having chart time. Yeah. Like you say, just looking at the charts constantly. I've never actually had someone say it to me kind of like that, 60 trades a month. Yeah. I've had all these emotions going through me. I'm I'm used to these emotions of being in live trades and stuff. Yeah, so, so yeah, I, I think that's kind of crafted your, your mind in, in a way mm-hmm. that you probably didn't even realize it was doing. And it's yeah. and it's just come come to the come to fruition in terms of like now, now you know, transition transition to another strategy, all those things that are gonna screw other people up aren't gonna screw you up because you've done so yeah. many trades on this yeah, other yeah. strategy. It, it, it's just like it, this is what you do, which is awesome. Um now, uh, what about like somebody who who isn't in your position? They haven't done all those trades. What what would you recommend they do from a step by step process to get to the point where, you know, I, I suppose they're leaping into this kind of banker's style that you've got and mm-hmm. looking to leave their their job as a as an apprentice carpenter, or bricklayer. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the guys are in TFT. Obviously, they're all like bricklayers and plumbers and stuff like that and they don't have as much time in the day as they would to as, as i kind of had because I, I finished kind of early and obviously tradies will finish late six seven eight o'clock working 12 hour days trying to build their business what i would say is once you can if you can get a bit of chart time in get it in get the experience in if you've got a 30 minute lunch just spend 30 minutes on some education or just looking at the charts and just get as much time as you possibly can in i hear a lot that I know people are busy. A lot of people say, pardon me, say to me, oh, I um, I don't have enough time. And I'm like, if you could do 30 minutes on your lunch break, it helps. It's kind of like accumulating of just, just time on the charts, time and time and time. Just keep looking and looking and looking. And even if you're not, let's say, putting a trade on, it kind of ties into a lot of the time when I was first starting trading, I would always, on a live account as well, if I didn't feel too confident, I would kind of like, act like I've put the trade on and I'd watch it to see if it'd win and that would kind of build my confidence up. So I think for newer people that are looking to transition over to live trading, 
definitely definitely do a lot of back testing obviously back testing i think is really key with a certain strategy whatever strategy you're doing there's a lot of strategies at work if you're doing what i'm doing just take your time with it i like to look for liquidity sweeps so i'm constantly that i say for the newer people to go onto the chart and just look at liquidity so your equal highs your equal lows support resistance trend lines all these sort of things asian sessions i constantly was looking at them and I wouldn't stop looking at them. Like like you say, chart time. Every time I'd go on at lunch, I'll just mark them out and I'd constantly be marking out on the charts where this liquidity is, where it gets grabbed, what time of the day it gets grabbed, how often it gets grabbed during the month. And I'd constantly just write this down in my book. I'd have a book that I just write all this stuff down and I'll just keep chipping away at this charts and just keep going and going and going and chipping away at it. But a lot of the chart time will accumulate and you'll start after a while when it starts clicking, you'll be like, oh, I've seen this before. Okay, does it this time? Yeah, this work, this Asian session. Okay, yeah, this works, and it starts clicking after that after a while. But yeah, I say for the people that are starting as complete beginners who are like tradies or just any profession really, just try and get as much chart time as possible, and don't be afraid to use your demo accounts. What they're there for? I was on demo account for like two years, and I wasn't ashamed of that at all. I just I'm a little bit stingy. I didn't want to lose my real money. I didn't make that much money, so I didn't want to put money into it straight away. When I'm when I'm a little bit unknowledgeable on it and then start losing money so be happy being on a demo account that's exactly what they're there for and as well as back testing do a lot of back testing don't be afraid to forward test as well so once you're sitting there and you're looking at a trade and you're like okay i like this i'm not actually going to enter this i'm going to wait and see what it does and then do that a few times and keep doing it and doing it and then transition over to your life now thinking about like the mindset side of things right so somebody comes and they learn learn a strategy they want to get better at the mindset. Have you got anything that you've sort of said, like, this is the best thing that I've ever come up with to try and sort my mindset out? Is Have you got like a little hack there? Yeah, so a lot of the time, once I was, when I'm in a trade, I set alarms at my take profit as in a target of mine. So it'd be like an imbalance or something like that. Once I'm in a trade, I just don't look at it until the alarm's off. And I know it's, until the alarm goes off. I know it's hard to do that because at the start I did, I'd constantly be going back. I'd even be looking at the one minute time frame, watching them tick by the huge candle. Come on, go on get there. And I'm literally sitting there. Like I feel like every trade has gone through that motion at the start and you're looking and you're just constantly waiting. But there was a point where it kind of clicked for me was leaving, not fully leave my job, but when I was making more money than I was actually working. So when I could see myself becoming a good trader and, being like a successful trader it kind of made me feel like a professional trader already if that makes sense and i know i wasn't knowing near like a professional trader i wouldn't really even class myself as a professional trader i'd just say i'm a good trader but i like i think hold yourself higher and hold yourself as in kind of imagine yourself sitting as in you're a good trader if you've just lost one what would a good trader do so don't worry about it it's part of my strategy it's part of the plan don't worry about it the next one's coming all the top traders i could say are probably emotionless like they don't sit there screaming every time they they win or they lose they just get pissed off and start throwing the toys out the pram i think completely hold yourself as you're already a professional trader and think how they would think although you might not be there yet the mindset side of it is what i kind of did so i was kind of looking at myself as like okay, I'm making a little bit of money here. Wait till my account's at 10 grand. I'm going to be making a lot of money here. So I was kind of looking at myself as a better trader than I already was. Right. Because like, if I lost, I'm like, okay, it doesn't matter. I've lost a little bit. That's fine. I'll go on to the next one. And it was kind of just, it was kind of mechanical in a way after a while. It was just like, I just lost a percent. It's part of it. I'll learn from it. A lot of the time, if I'd lose and I'd go back and look, I'd see why I'd lost. And I'd be like, oh, okay, I shouldn't have actually invented that. I've got in too quickly there. My mind's played with me. My mind's made me think like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to miss out. The fear of missing out FOMO is a complete, is really bad for you. So try and get around FOMO because you're not going to miss out. There's trades there. Like you said, I was taking 60 trades in a month, 15 trades a week, two or three a day. There's going to be trades there. Just wait, wait for the right one. Like I say, we're fishing, set your bait out let it come to you just relax there's going to be plenty of opportunities I, I like that i like that sort of you know put yourself in that position of you know let's say for example you lose a trade just think mm-hmm. you know you'll have all these emotions come come over you i'm guessing most people will it's kind of natural but then i suppose at that point in time if you go well hang on what if i was a professional trader 
how yeah. would I be how would I be reacting how would I be feeling and then it actually will make you what would I be doing it, it'll actually make you change the way you yeah. do it um in terms of like you know you might even pick up a pen and or a note down like what 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 went wrong on that trade instead of just getting annoyed and and sort of feeling these flood of emotions it's great advice it's great advice i think it's something that yeah. people should should take up if you if you're not doing it already um it even it sounds a bit mental i'd even sometimes sorry to interrupt it sounds a bit mental like i'd i'd actually sometimes sit especially when i was a bit younger i would sit and envision myself in a massive house loads of money around me and it sounds it sounds unrealistic and stuff like that. it sounds like mental but i'd sit there and i'd be like i'm in this massive house i've just lost a little trader that's fine don't worry about it next one's coming i've got all this stuff yes. from this trading which yeah. i kind of imagine myself like that yeah and now yeah. at the time when i was first starting it would be like imagine yourself full-time trading would you get annoyed no you just live off it it's only it's only a little bit of money don't worry about it the next trade's going to come you've got to the point where you live off it now are you going to start getting annoyed and get to a point where you might have to go back to work because you're losing this money now? Or are you just going to be a professional trader? Hold yourself higher. You've lost a little bit. It's fine. In your head, you're sitting in your mansion in your big chair, your massive pool and stuff like that. I kind of yeah. sit and look at myself like that in my head. That's 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 great. It's sort of like that, that Conor McGregor kind of uh, approach when he was when yeah, he was yeah. starting out and he was like going yeah. you know I'm, he's driving some crappy old car and he goes i'm mm -hmm. pretending i'm driving a lambo or, or whatever it was yeah, yeah. um okay cool right now uh i'm gonna throw this out yeah in terms of just some uh, hypothetical here um so the the issue you had with the 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 pitchforks was too much frequency right too many trades the yeah. uh, too 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 much issue getting on on the one minute now, what ha what would happen, or could this be? And this might help other people out there who have gone, ah, oh, pitchforks. I'm going to check that out. Um, mm -hmm. What would happen if you sort of bumped up the timeframes across the board? So, for example, instead of going on in a high time frame pitchfork at a four hour, you went in like a weekly, and then your entry time frame was going to be a one hour or a or a two hour even um, yeah. or four hour. Would that would that entice you back? Do you think that people could even make that work? Possibly, possibly. It because the way I was taught it was to draw the pitchfork on the four hour, then go down to the one minute, two minute, uh, sorry, one minute, three minute, five minute kind of time frame. I was never really taught to do it. How are you? Kind of said it there, but if it was to come around and I'd see people kind of being successful, I don't think I'd go back now. I think I'll just stick the way I am. I don't like to, if I'm making a living off what I'm doing now and I'm doing well, doing well with what I'm doing now, I don't really want to go back to something that could possibly, I have to change my mindset again. It could possibly be making a lot of trades. Yeah. There's a lot more of a chance. If I'm, if I'm in a good rut, I like to stay in it. Sometimes yeah. I do have to adapt my trading style if, if, if things are not going well. I'd have to adapt. But I think I'd possibly, I'd, well, I would definitely stay with the trading style I'm with now. Okay, cool, cool. All right, well, look, uh, let's let's. I uh, see. Well, before we dive into a quick fire round here, so you did really late into your trading journey, discover prop firms, which is kind of kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Like that, I, I think you you're almost so so dedicated and fixated on what you're doing that you missed the whole prop firm thing. So I think yeah. you could even, uh, uh, looking back, you could have probably been miles further than you currently are oh yeah definitely yeah. if you discovered them earlier which i mean like i'm not surprised you didn't because it's just one of those things if you get fixated on this you're just not looking around for it um mm -hmm. because i suppose you're three percent a day and on a purchased 100k account is going to be you know three three goes and you probably pass the challenge and then you've on to to making you know kind of three grand a a, a day <laughs> on yeah, these accounts yeah. of you yeah. uh so so first of all did it did you think about it like that or have i just annoyed you by <laughs> reminding, <laughs> explaining no. what you've just missed out on uh, and secondly i mean what are you doing now what are you sort of what's your strategy around it yeah so i actually get asked this quite a lot a lot of the guys in tft ask me and it's it doesn't annoy me at all really but it's funny to see how I had to really grind to start from 250 pounds to build it up. I get to, I got to one grand and I was so happy. And then people in the team now have got 250 grand funded accounts and they're withdrawing money from it, like 20 grand. And I'm like, you've just skipped the queue sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's quite funny, but yeah, I didn't know what they were at the time, but I, I'm kind of thankful I didn't. I feel like it made me a better trader because I could trade the smaller numbers and 
just build it up gradually and gradually and gradually. I feel like I don't think I would have been as successful. I just went straight from demo to a hundred grand possible count. I feel like the numbers would have messed with my head too much there. But I don't know. I don't, I've had a few people and prop firms ask for me to trade for them and do like a, give me like a hundred K account and start trading on this hundred K account or whatever, which it never really, a lot of it was, which is changing now. I, a lot of it, I didn't really like the restrictions. So I didn't really like, there's a lot of them. You can't hold trades over the weekend. And sometimes I would, um, you can't trade news with some of them. And sometimes a lot of my entries are off news, if, a lot of certain sweeps. And that would be like, it would affect my trading style. So I was like, I'm not going to bother. But a lot of them now, there's not actually, there's not, you can, there's a lot less rules. You can trade over mm. the weekend. You can trade news. There's no time limit. So there was time limits on um, yeah. on funded accounts. They've kind of gradually getting chipped away now. But yeah, it never really appealed to me to to stick to it because I was like, what, what I'm doing is working. So I don't want to get out of this, like this good rut. I want to stay what I'm doing. Yeah. Although prop firms, I've, I believe if I knew what they were at the start, I probably would have done it. I probably would have jumped onto it. A lot of the guys in TFC do. They 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 start trading demo, then they go into a, a um like a challenge. They pass the challenges and they get live funded accounts, which I'm happy for them. I'm more than happy for them to do that. I was I would have done the same thing if I'd started, but because I'm on this good rut, I don't like to come out of it. I'm quite um ignorant in my ways. <laughs> I, I like that. It's a good rut. Stuck in a rut. Stuck in a good rut. Yeah. But it's it's, it's good. Um. Now, right, let's dive into some quick fire questions here. So, uh, what's your favorite entry setup? So I like to wait for my position, well, the price to come into a position of interest on the four-hour time frame. Once it's in this position on the four-hour time frame, I'll drop down to maybe like 15 minute and wait for it to do something similar there. So a lot of mine's on liquidity sweeps and imbalance fills and stuff like that and like the news taking out uh, highs or lows. I find the market's quite fractal in that way. So once my position's in, you could say a four-hour liquidity sweep or supply and demand zone. I then drop down to the lower time frame, and I have all of the time frames kind of going in the same direction. So I have, like, I've not got one time frame going this way, one time frame going this way. And once I've got them all going now the same way, let's say for a sell, then I'll enter the trade. Once all the imbalance, all the liquidity is filled, or everything's taken on both the high time frame and the smaller, I'm like, okay, I do believe that's going to start coming down now. And you're just looking at those two timeframes here. You're not doing everything in between, just as soon as those two are in alignment? I'll flick through. I'll go for maybe, sometimes I look at the daily as well. It depends how long I'm going to hold yeah. the trade for. If, if I'm going to hold the trade for possibly a week or two, I'll look on the daily and look at the targets. I'm always looking at targets, which kind of bases how long I'm going to stay in a trade for. If I see a trade that's on a smaller time frame, 15 minute, I'll look for ti- uh, targets on the one hour possibly, and I'll look for like I said there, fair value gaps, imbalances, liquidities, stuff like that. I'll look for that. And if it hits that, I'll take a lot of um, tape, sorry, not take profits, partials out. So I'll take partials at these different levels once I feel like it could possibly reverse off there. But the higher time frame ones, like the daily and the four hour ones, I'll possibly hold them a little bit longer. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it will um, go that long. And sorry to interrupt. There was, I kind of look at, I have a lot of anal- like analogies with trading. I don't know, it helps me in a certain way. Once I'm looking at a sort of certain trade, come in let's say for a sell i really like to look at what's below and if i've got loads of targets below and loads of things i believe that the market's going to reverse off down below i look at them as magnets in a way they've got kind of magnets here sitting Mm. and it's kind of pulling the price down and i look at it if there's more magnets on top then i feel like there's more chance of it going up if there's more magnets on the bottom there's more chance of it then getting pulled down and in the middle bit is the price is the magnet the more magnets below, it's going to get more chance. Nice. Obviously, not one hundred percent, but yeah. it starts putting the price down. Yeah. So that's a great analogy. It's a great analogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about your preferred uh, sort of recommended trading book or resource? Ooh. So you mean for like mindset stuff? Mindset or or anything really? Yeah, I listen to uh, Trading in the Zone. I've listened to that a couple of times. Uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. I've listened to that. Um, as for general like trading books i didn't really listen to many like trading books but i listened to a lot of mindset stuff and that could be financial mindset or just general general mindset just a lot of discipline stuff i'd say helps because you have to be disciplined with trading you can't really let's say you got 10 trading rules and you've got nine you have to, you can't really be like oh i've got nine i went oh you have to get to 10 so what, what's i, I think best, a lot of discipline stuff what's Sorry. your best best discipline book that you've read or listened to i don't really go for more i listen to a lot of david goggins 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. David Goggins, I listen to him. Um, so this is not really to do with trading, really. I listen to just a lot of general mindset stuff because I think if you have a good discipline sort of in a person, then it will transfer over to trading as well. So if you can be disciplined as a person, then you'll be disciplined as as a sort of trader as well. So, yeah, general audiobooks. I listen to a lot of stuff on Audible and uh, Pep Talk, and this would be just general, like, motivation, mindset, and a lot of discipline stuff, definitely. Mm, cool. Um, do you want to walk us through your worst ever trade? Oof. So there was actually a time. Um, I've actually got the messages as well. I was messing about with someone at work. And do you know when you go from a demo to a live account and you switch? I was on my phone. When you switch from a demo to a live account, you can actually, when you change the lot size on the demo and you go back to your live, it oh, doesn't change. Right. It stays the yeah, same. Okay. So I'd place the trade on this demo account messing about with bigger bigger lot sizes. My mate at work, his name's Rob. And um he's actually trading now as well, which is pretty cool. He's um and then when I back to a live account a little bit later, this was really early on in my career. When I back to my live account, I had a massive like trade yeah like lot size on and I'd lost thousands and I was like, no, like it was so like, it was such a silly mistake. But I'm kind of glad it happened in a way now because I feel like it made me so much more sharp. Yeah. I'm always checking my stop losses, checking yeah. take profits, checking everything, literally double, triple over now before I enter a trade. So at the time I wanted to cry because I had to wake up and go at five five AM the next day and go to work. And it's such a chip into my account. I was like so annoying. But now I kind of look at it and I'm kind of glad it happened because it was a loss. It was a big loss. And I look at it now and it was like, do you know what? I'm kind of glad that happened because it, it makes me, even to this day, I'll just double, yeah. triple check my trades. It can happen. It can happen so easily. I did it last week where I placed a 10 lot trade instead of a 0.1 lot trade on this uh, account, which was copying across to Blue Guardian. And it turned Oof. out to be a 40 lot trade on Blue Guardian. Oof. And thankfully I noticed it straight away. And I was like, um, I ended up exiting it like at basically just commissioned loss, which I think was 1.5 R loss on the account. So it wasn't wasn't mm. drastic, but that was with a profitable commission. And the commission was so big that it was like, because uh, I, mean, I couldn't tell how much commission was being taken off of the Blue Guardian. But anyway, um, yeah. right now, before we wrap up, what uh, do you want to leave our listeners with one piece of advice? Yeah, I'd say just as hard as it can be, as hard as it can play with your mind and you just feel like you can't get this and you feel like, oh, I just can't do it. It's not clicking. It's not working. Just really keep chipping away here every day. Just keep chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. It's not a marathon. Uh, sorry, it's not a race. <laughs> it's, it's a marathon. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely, it's, it's a long game. It's not a get rich quick scheme or anything like that. You see some people like, oh, make 10,000 in your first week. It's not like that at all. The, the real gritty hard trading is taking losses. Be happy with taking losses. Like, I learned from your losses like like I did when I lost like I lost like nine thousand. I learned from that completely. And it all the time at, at the time I was a bit like, oh, I'd already built my accounts for a good amount. So I was like, do you know what? I've done it before, I can do it again, it's fine. I've lost this nine grand, whatever. Just keep chipping away, no matter what happens, just keep chipping away at it. One percent better every day, you hear that saying. One day it will click to a point and the clicking is so good because you're like, you know, this is actually working now. This is good. All this hard work I put into this. And just take your time with it. It's it's a if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. It is it is a hard game. Um, it takes time, it takes a lot of dedication. And just keep chipping away at it. Really focus on your mindset. I'd say your mindset is probably, yeah, you know, like I said earlier, 70% of of trading. And hold yourself higher once you're trading. Uh, this really helped me hold yourself as a higher trader than you are. Just look at yourself as a professional. Look at yourself with the things that you that you kind of want your, you want in your life. You want to surround yourself with a nice house, car, your kids are set. Visualize yourself as that, and you can kind of work yourself slowly towards that goal rather than trying to race and be like, I need to get this. It will come. Just got to take your awesome. time. Awesome. Brilliant. Brilliant advice. Now, before we wrap up, what's the best way for traders to get hold of you? Yeah, so I have a group on Facebook where they can – Come and check out what I do for free if you want to do it. It's called Tradesman's Forex Traders Trial Group. Um, you can check that out. You can come go as you please. It's free. You can stay in as long as you want. We put a load of free stuff in there. We actually have loads of education for free in there as well. Uh, website is www.tft.co.uk. Sorry. If you want to check that out as well. Or my personal Instagram is uh, Connor Sadler. Just type in Connor Sadler. You'll find me. Okay, cool. And if people aren't tradies and they're not from the UK, are they still 
able to check you guys out and, and join? Or yeah, yeah. So with with TFT, it's it started off just as a group of tradesmen kind of learning how to trade together, and then it, it blew up massive to what it is now. But you do not have to be a tradesman; you can be any profession. You can be singer, teacher, whatever, even a parking ticket warden. If you oh, want to join those people, you let them <laughs> yes. join as well. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, look, um, a big thank you to Connor for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed yep. here, along with all those links, are going to be in the show notes to find them. Simply search for Connor in the search box on tradingup.com or click the link under the video or podcast. Uh, until next time, wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. Tired of missing trades or spending hours at the charts? Introducing my Robot Builders Club. With our platform, you can build bots in minutes, not weeks, without any coding required. Get lifetime access to my video course, VIP community and over 40 ready-made robots works with mt4 or mt5 and as a bonus you'll get three months access to my robot lab where we build and test bots on live calls every week join the hundreds of traders who are trading smarter not harder click the link in the description to learn more get the free training and download a free robot all right folks there you have an interview done and dusted with connor now if you do want to find out how he trades then check out the video that's dropping on the channel where he breaks down the banker's style of trading that these guys use over there at tft uh, also remember we've got that merch pack giveaway we've got the 100 percent deposit bonus with black bull we've got the 10 percent off with blue guardian and we've got the 90 percent off with apex trader funding so if you guys want to support the show go and check these guys out links in the description here all right enough from me have a great trading week and we'll see you in the next one